Hey, everybody, and thanks for listening to Starting a Record Label. This podcast is obviously about starting a record label. So uh, this week, we're talking with Ashley from Duplication.ca. I've been wanting to, like, start meeting a lot of people in the industry to uh, just make some connections, get to know some people. So when it comes time to, like, you know, order things or or do certain things that I already have that kind of connection that can be up and running real quick. So uh, one of the things that I was really interested in uh, is cassettes. Uh, seems to be uh, something that a lot of people are doing nowadays. They're a bit cheaper than vinyl if you want to do something cool and different. And uh, I got a hold of Ashley at duplication.ca and we have a great talk and it was really fun. And that's about it. But besides that, uh, if you guys could do me a favor, I Spotify and all these other podcasting apps, they don't do a really good job of promoting uh, any podcasts. That's pretty much up to us. Uh, so if you guys could use any of your podcasting apps and just you know search us thing and sub- hit subscribe and add it to your list, it goes a long way to help us actually reach people that would be interested in the podcast. Also, if you guys are interested in being on the actual record label, head on over to nottodayrobot.com and just plug in all your information and I'll give you a shout. But without further ado, Ashley from duplication.ca. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Starting a Record Label. Uh, this week I got Ashley from Duplication.ca. Uh, I actually, a few months ago, I was in a couple of forums or, or whatever, and uh, I had talked about you know having these cassettes, and, uh, and a bunch of people were just like, I'll offer you $20 for this. I'll offer you, and I'm like, what in the world's going on? And uh, I just, I guess cassettes are a big thing again. And uh, so in this whole process of me like starting a record label, I'm trying to meet with people that, you know, in the future, I'd probably hopefully uh, have a relationship to work with. And uh, I brought Ashley on here from uh, duplication.ca to ask her uh, a few questions. Uh, Just to start off, how long have you been working there? Hey, um, I've been working for duplication.ca since 2013, March 2013. So it's been a little over seven years now. Wow, so quite a while. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> a long, a longest job I've ever had, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Has this company been going for a long, long time and just kind of kept going, or is it something newer? I feel like they never really fully died, mm-hmm. but I guess, I don't know. I mean, I've always been really into tapes. That was, like, how I you know, consumed music when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So for me, they've never really like gone out of style. And even still when people are like, you know, like kind of normal people that don't really have any interest in like music, I guess, like they don't really think that tapes are in. So like, there's still always these people that you see now that are like, whoa, tapes are, tapes are back. Were you talking about like the kinds that like, you, like your dog used to like take all the like ribbon out of <laughs> or yeah. whatever. And, my yeah, daughter like, actually just did that the other day. Like I, have a bo- <laughs> I brought a box of them out from storage and my daughter literally, the first thing she did, I turned around, she was unraveling them. Luckily it was like a garbage oh, one. Yeah. But Yeah. So yeah, my little sister did the same thing with my Nirvana in utero tape. In oh. like, what was it? Like 1997 Five? or something. Yeah, I have never forgiven her for it. <laughs> that would be like, no, you know, I had the yeah. same thing. I had a couple cassettes when I was younger. I didn't get back into them until I had a car because mm-hmm. my car at the time only had a cassette player in it. And it was one of the ones that, you know, that little thing that you could plug in from your CD player just didn't work. I don't know, for some odd reason. So I just right. started buying cassettes after a little while, but I haven't bought a, probably a cassette since 2002. So, okay. 
So wait, you haven't bought a cassette since 2002. No, I haven't bought, I personally bought a cassette because I, I think that like cassettes and CDs and even vinyl to an extent is something that like music lovers really like to get into. And that, mm-hmm. you know, people that are just regularly listening to music obviously don't really do so much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, there's so many other options like Spotify and YouTube. and It's just ease for people, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are trying to be like minimalist in some way. So they just don't want to like buy these things and then have Mm. them lying around their houses or whatever. I also feel like everyone moves so much these days that it's kind of hard to like keep track of your collections when you're constantly like going to and from like different cities and stuff. So I guess I get it, but I don't know. I think cassettes are great. I remember, Mm. I guess still talking about you know when they became popular again i think the first time i went actually i don't know if it was the first time i went to a punk show because it's definitely not in 2007 but in 2007 i went to some diy uh like show space in montreal and one of the bands there had tapes for sale and that was the first time i saw a tape for sale at a show in like a few years mm-hmm. i guess like i just wasn't really that part of the like punk scene as much back then so i was like really stoked on it so i bought like a tape from like all of the bands that played that night and yeah i feel like there's definitely been like a resurgence like even starting work for this company in 2013 i like i was dealing with tapes but also cds and dvds and all that stuff but it's kind of wild like i can see the difference in how many tapes are being ordered and how many like kind of bigger labels are making tapes now. And it's mm-hmm. like a huge difference. Like people used to make like 50 or a hundred at a time. And now I'm getting, you know, people that want to order like 3000 at a time. Dang. I yeah. saw Blink-182 has their album on cassette. So I was like, okay, well this is obviously not just like little mainstream artists or little, or little mm-hmm. tiny artists this is a mainstream, you know? Yeah, yeah, like pretty big labels are, are making tapes with, like with us and I guess with also other companies now. It's mm. pretty pretty wild. I'm I'm into it. Like Yeah. I think it's great. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, like you, you dust off the machines kind of deal, like where people are just when they're when vinyl had the resurgence, you know, they were like going anywhere to find uh presses like the Mexico or anywhere else that like someone had just stashed them something in a warehouse or it's just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't think there are many companies that make new tape players now. So I think people are still, a lot of the time, buying these secondhand things that are kind of, like, not good and then, like, killing their tapes. Or, like, sometimes people complain that, like, the tapes are moving too fast or too slow. And it's really because the tape machine isn't working properly. Yeah, why would that be you? You know, like, (laughs) I mean, I think, like, maybe one time in the course of the seven years that I've been working, there was, like, one issue once and it hasn't happened uh hasn't happened since and that was like at least five years ago so mm. yeah i know it's really like uh, i don't know it's, it's just <laughs> kind of weird that there's so many like new cassette products coming out but then like the tape players are like still you know from the 80s and 90s and- that i think they have some ones that people have built but they're like i think they're like aliexpress ones or whatever to where they're like real real cheap <laughs> yeah. you know I get the same thing with uh, yeah. like the Crosley record players who are like, hey, do you want to destroy your vinyl? Or, you know? Exactly. Like, I would never put my tape player in, like, an AliExpress uh, – or my tape in an AliExpress tape player. <laughs> I think that would, that would just scare me too much. I, like, value my collection mm-hmm. too much for that. Like, I'm a recording engineer, and I remember when I first started, like, 
late 1990s, early 2000s, they actually still had like they had this this giant teak machine to where you could make oh. you could print from like whatever your mixes are onto cassettes to take them home. And so like that was like super hi-fi. And I was like the, a while ago, I was like, maybe I could pick one of those up and just, you know, print some stuff so, to get an idea of what it sounds like in cassettes still. And those they were gone. Like nobody, like everybody has them all. So it's like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to, you know, get a different cassette deck. <laughs> yeah. But uh, why do you, why would you think people maybe are, are the resurgence of it? Why do you think people are interested in tapes? Because I feel like tapes don't really have that, like for, for people that live through them, maybe they're not as cherished as like the vinyl experience. Like why tapes? I don't know. Like they're cheaper. They're like quicker yeah. to make. Uh, <laughs> they're smaller. You can like throw them in your pocket. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of nice. It like has that like kind of vintage vibe, you know, like mm -hmm. I feel like that's so like cliche to say, but like to like take a tape and like stick it in a depth deck, a deck and like, press the button and hear the like click and then like see the little wheel turning. I don't know. It always like, like, you know, when like the leader passes and the tape plays and like you hear that kind of like static, it's, just, I don't know. It's like a very nostalgic feeling. And I think that a lot of people kind of feel that. Um, I mean, vinyl, vinyl is cool too, but I just think that I think it's a lot harder to make these days, especially, you know, with, I forget the name of darn, I forget the name of the, uh, the like building that burned down like last oh, year. Oh yeah, that, it, it was down here in California. Uh, all the lacquers yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like all of like all of that's gone, and I think a lot of pressing plants were like reliant on them to get lacquers made and stuff. So mm -hmm. I think that I don't know. I think it's just a lot easier to access uh, like a cassette like production than it is for vinyl. And yeah, like the price is so different like you can get a thousand tapes for like i don't know a few thousand bucks and i feel like a thousand records is like yeah that's getting up there i was looking yeah. at pricing some stuff out i mean it does move along you know they've started to offer like 100 records but at that point i'm like mm, why would you want that because it's still going to be like a thousand bucks and then you move to 300 and it's like an extra 50 you know like why yeah would, yeah exactly get 300 at that point but Mm -hmm. I guess people just don't want that like lying in their house because they're afraid they're not going to sell them all. Yeah, that's definitely true. We pressed CDs for the band probably eight or nine years ago. And then like one of the members passed and they literally brought out like the, cause they bought a thousand and they literally brought out the 900 they didn't sell. And we're like just at the funeral, like giving them out to people. I'm like, Oh, oh that's where all those went. You know, but uh, you know, like, I love, I, I work with analog tape sometimes. That's one of the things I love to do when I'm recording. I, and I think that it does like when you see the leader go across and you hear like that subtle, like hiss in the background. And just, I think the feeling that you know, that it's that you can't shop it up as easily, you know, as you can in digital and yeah. just, just that, you know, nostalgia factor from that. I, that de I definitely get that. Um, mm. And I think with vinyl records, it's, it's also got that nostalgia factor, but you have to sit and you have to be there. There's no way you could take a vinyl record with you. And so I think yeah. for one, there's kind of small for cassettes. So they're easy. They're portable when you take them wherever you go, mm -hmm. whether you're listening to them or you're selling them. And then, you know, on top of it, you know, you don't have a record player everywhere. So I think you can take a cassette player places. And so people that would be like, personally, this is why, this is why I think well, why I'm explaining why I think people are interested in cassettes <laughs> again, because you know, the people that are kind of like cool into like, 
maybe not listening to Spotify or maybe supporting the artists by purchasing something, that's probably more why I would see people be interested in cassettes again. Because when I was younger, like I jumped from cassettes because, you know, my tape machine, they would get eaten up or, you know, or, you know, just after you listen to them so many times, they just, you know, mm-hmm. they start to degrade. <laughs> but they do. I do. I kind of like love that about them too, though. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of changes over time. Like you can tell, you know, which tapes you really listen to a lot yeah. because there's parts where maybe you accidentally press like press record for a second. And yeah. so there's like a little muffle spot. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's not like, obviously you don't want that for your tapes, but it's kind of cool that you can still play them even if there's these kind of like degradations in them. Yeah. Uh, you know, CDs or whatever. If you scratched, it was like kind of screwed. Yeah. Like, like, a, yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. My language. I don't know if I want to swear. On here. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like even with my daughter who had opened up that other tape, I, my wife was like, Oh no, can we fix it? And I was like, well, we can cut it or whatever. And, you know, even splice it together. You know, you'd have a spot that might be messed up for two seconds, but you're not going to, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll go by and then you won't even realize it after a while. It's almost like live. Somebody messes up live when they're playing. You might notice it, but after two seconds, they're, they're moving on to whatever spot and you're not going to remember. Like yeah. CDs, it'd be like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> you'd yeah, have to walk over like, to the player. Yeah, next song. Or, yeah. <laughs> okay. So like part of the podcast and I got to explain earlier is like, I'm starting a label this year. Like I was recording for a long time and that uh, I just got sick of kind of working with like mainly passion projects, people that had money. So I was making a decent amount of money and you know, I was like, you know, what? I want to get back to rock music. I want to get back to having, you know, fun, enjoying the artists. And so yeah. I kind of ditched most of that stuff, even though I would do some mixing every once in a while, obviously with Corona, that stuff's kind of died almost gone. And, oh, yeah. uh, but this year I want to start a label. And one of the things is I, you know, obviously wanted to have cassettes as a purchasing option in the future. And so I wondered, could you walk us like through like the process and like the options, maybe what, how they're manufactured, etc. cetera. Oh, yeah, I guess that's, that's like a pretty, uh, long answer that I'll <laughs> You're fine. Um, I guess like <laughs> for the ordering process, like we have this like really handy quote calculator so you can go directly on our site and choose all of the options that you think you'd want for your tape or if you have you know anything already ready then you can kind of go through it and choose what you like what you need for this uh, project Mm -hmm. so you can choose anything from like the length uh, to what kind of duplication speed you want to what color case or what color cassette like I think I'm pretty sure we have the largest selection of cassette colors in the world nice we pride ourselves on that. It's pretty <laughs> sweet. Um, but yeah, you can choose like any color, any case color, and then you can choose whether you want like sticker labels, uh, pad print, which is like the print that goes directly on the tape. And we have a bunch of different colors of ink for that. Mm. And then we also have recently started to offer engraving. Okay. So we can we can engrave um, the label on, and it looks pretty sick. I'll tell you. <laughs> Um, we can also engrave on the cases and yeah, we just have like a, a, like a lot of different packaging options. So it would probably be best to like check out kind of samples on our Mm -hmm. site and maybe go through the calculator and see. Um, so when you have like made a decision on what kind of, you know, like insert or like uh, labels that you want, then like you go to our template page, you get the templates that you need for, that specific artwork and 
hopefully you know how to use Photoshop or you have a nice friend that knows how to use Photoshop and you just slap that all together. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, for your like audio, you just have to kind of make sure that it's the correct sample rate, bit rate so that mm. we can process it properly. Uh, one thing I will say that I really like if people are listening to this that have ordered with me before, if you're uploading individual audio files, like for each side, mm -hmm. they need to be properly labeled. So you can't just send us your songs that have all of the song titles, like without an A1, A2, B1, B2 at the mm -hmm. beginning. Because otherwise, we just accept that like in alphabetical order. Ah. That's how it shows up, and that's how we process it. So you have to make sure that you know what you know track listing you like want it to be in, and like mm. have that all set up for us. Because it's um, it just makes everyone's lives easier. I imagine that's a pain, especially if you know people that might not know exactly what they're doing, like in the audio mm -hmm. realm. So do you take like individual songs or would you, you, it'd probably be better if like they had the sides split up. Like this is just a full A side, yeah, like all the is, songs put together. That's perfect. We yeah. love when that happens. <laughs> that way, you know, you can choose like what spacing you need between mm. all your songs and yeah. we don't have to like add these things and, you know, make sure it's okay on, on your end. So yeah, like one file per side is ideal. Definitely. Mm. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure like someone would just be like pissed. Like, you know, now I got to worry about the spacing and everything else. Like, does that does that factor into the price when they do that? Yeah. Well, if we have to rename files um, to include the, you know, track number and side letter, then there might be like a cleanup fee, so yeah. like twenty five bucks or something. Like, I would prefer that you know you save that money and yeah. just do that little bit of work yourself. But it just, it really helps us streamline the process when it's already done for us. Cool. Uh, well, like along the same lines as that, like asking price questions or whatever, uh, obviously cassettes are cheaper to do than vinyl. And so, mm -hmm. which is why it'd be cool for artists to actually have them for someone to take home with them. Like for like budget conscious bands, like the, what should some, be some things that they keep in mind? Like what would be the biggest factor in, in price? Um, I guess printed material really because mm -hmm. there's like a lot of setup involved and we have like a, a small pre-press team here so people are going through everything and making sure it like fits on our templates and that it looks good and that like the color's okay that like the texts aren't too small or everything is within you know like um, the boundaries of like the, the template um i feel like printed material is like a pretty big cost factor but at mm -hmm. the same time that's kind of like how you make it look really great, you know? It seems like the fun part, like if you have like a, you open up the J card and it's like yeah. multiple pages, you can actually. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that would be one of the things, but we also, um, like we also offer like high speed duplication and real time duplication. So. Oh, what's the difference in that? Um, real time duplication, we just have like this room that has like a bunch of decks and Basically, we, we load all the tapes with, like, the correct length of audio, and we just, like, press record, you know. Yeah. And, then, and then, like, the, like, the master plays through, and as the master's playing, it's being recorded real-time onto the tape. Um, whereas high-speed duplication is done in, like, kind of like a weird backwards way, I find, but I think it's really cool. Like, um, 
so when we receive like our tape stock, they come on these like really big, uh, what we call pancakes. Mm. It's like they're maybe 10 to 12 inches wide. And so that's what we use to load the tape into the shelves. Um, and so for high-speed duplication, what we do is we duplicate those pancakes. So it's like much, I don't know, we duplicate it, I think like eight, eight times the speed or something. So it's like quite quick. And uh, yeah, so we duplicate the entire pancake and then we load the duplicated tape into the shell afterwards. It's just like, it's a much quicker process mm -hmm. and it saves like a significant amount of money if, mm. if that's something you want. And the quality is honestly, unless you're like a crazy audio file that like will re-digitize their tape and like mm -hmm. compare, you know, the two side by side, like the two wavelength, like the two waveforms, then it's honestly pretty hard to tell the difference. Yeah. I would think like that'd be just math in general. I, I, I guess like the slowing down of whatever components maybe would change a tiny bit, but like it's just the fact that like you, it's just math, I'd figure. Like, it wouldn't be that big of a deal in sound. Yeah, it's not a really big difference. I think, like, the, like, super, super high frequencies and the super, super low frequencies that are already a little bit hard to get, um, you know, on an analog format, like, mm -hmm. those will be cut out, like, a little bit. But honestly, most of the tapes that I've done with my bands have been on high speed, and I think it sounds great. So. Cool. I remember I, th I had a cassette deck when I was younger that would actually, I think, do something similar to where, like, if you wanted to copy the cassette, you could be, like, high-speed dubbing or something, and it would, like, mm -hmm. double the play and double the record. So, like, they're going the same speed, but when you play them back normal, it's fine. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, I the mean, same thing, only, like, mm -hmm. on a mass scale that we do, basically. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Good good t to know for, for them. So, if you want to keep things you know, a little bit cheaper, high-speed dubbing, and then just maybe go easy on how much artwork you shove in there. Yeah, well, we also have a, we have like DIY options. So we have like a few different quote calculators. One of them is for standard uh, packaging, like with uh, like Norelco, like cassette cases. And then we have like an O-card version. So if you want to make like a single that has like a, mm. like a cardboard uh, cover, we do that too. And then we have another calculator that is specifically for people that want to do a DIY style tape. So they can order their blank labels and their blank J cards and they're ready to print either like at a print shop or a lot of them uh, can go through like an inkjet printer. So you can just do it at home. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they would that'd be like they're, they're printing their own stuff. They're stuffing their own stuff. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Like, to be honest, like that'd be that's kind of cool. Just the factor that they did it, but mm -hmm. that, that can't. I mean, for price wise, in the end, I'm sure there's not a big difference, in, a giant difference in it. And if you guys were to do most of the stuff they were doing, I mean, I think it really depends. Like the the J cards that come on the sheets aren't like, I would say they're not as beautiful as like the ones mm. that we make and like, you know, print and cut and score like in house. Um, mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it'll be a different quality. Like, it really depends on how good your printer is like, yeah. at home. If you have, like, a shit, like, I don't know, like, some shit inkjet printer that makes these, like, kind of band marks, like, as you, like, as it prints out, then it's, it's not going to look great, but also it depends on what your aesthetic is. Like, if yeah. you're, in, like, a, like, I don't know, doing, like, some sort of, like, harsh noise project, then some cool Xerox look might work really well. <laughs> it might be good. Yeah. Uh, 
I think like when bands used to do that with CDs, like somewhat like they would replicate the CDs themselves. And then uh, there was only one time that I thought it looked cool, whatever they were doing. And they actually just took, they had like a cheapy cardboard case and they mm-hmm. like splatter painted the CDs at before they burned them or whatever. And then the last thing they did was they actually got a stamp done, like an ink stamp and like stamped it on the front of the cardboard case. And it's like, okay, that looks like kind of cool. Every other time that I saw someone kind of like, I'm going to do this DIY myself was like, that looks okay. It kind of looks like a really bad like arts and crafts project. <laughs> exactly, right? And if I guess that's your aesthetic, then that's cool. But like yeah. for a normal I mean, I'm, artist. I'm into some weird arts and crafts shit. <laughs> I don't know. I like that DIY feel. Like I love getting mixtapes from friends where they make their own covers. So it's kind of mm. like the same. I guess if you're trying to like, like seriously promote your music and mm-hmm. have it like on a CD or tape, then you want to like look professional. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So like, what are some, like I saw there was a couple other like crazy options I had never seen before on, on the website. What are some cool things that like you guys have like done in the last few years or so to kind of make things like more interesting? Like I saw you have like cassettes that have USB sticks inside of them as well. Oh yeah. I don't like work too often with uh, people that want the USB tapes, but Mm -hmm. they do, they do happen. And it is pretty cool because I guess a lot of people like don't, maybe a lot of people don't have a deck, but they really love the idea of having a tape. So having this USB cassette, they can just like pop it into the computer. Mm -hmm. Like people like most laptops still have a USB drive, right? (laughs) Like I don't, they don't have CD, CD like things anymore. (laughs) <laughs> no, the last three that I bought didn't have a CD. Yeah, I'm like upset. Like I just bought my first laptop like four years ago and there wasn't a CD thing on the side and it's really bummed about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my kids have kind of, because I have a 13 year old, so like she's kind of been absorbed into like everything else. However, she'll see my CD collection and she's like, oh wow, what's this? You know, it might not always be <laughs> on Spotify. Yeah. Or at least all um, my, you know, bootlegs or whatever. So. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but. Um, trying to think of cool things we've done yeah the usb cassettes are pretty sweet um does honestly, that play as well i don't think it play? it doesn't play it's so really, it just looks like a cassette it just looks like a oh okay so it's like it's you know your tape and then like pop a little part out at the bottom where the ribbon would normally be so yeah mm. you can't really load them but that would be so cool if you could that would be pretty cool <laughs> like they'll eventually both. come out with that they're so small nowadays. I got like a 64 gigabyte one that was literally like this the other day. So wild technology is freaky. Yeah. Um, what else? So yeah, USB cassettes. Like like the engraving can look really really badass. Mm. Like I it like it just gives a texture to the tape. So it's I don't know. Not often that you see a, like an engraved tape, but I find those look really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think um one of like a uh, one of our partners like that we work with sometimes they make swirl tapes oh like within the actual tape material or within the cassette like case? on on the on the cassette so mm. like they'll buy um shells that have screws so that way they can unscrew it and like dismantle it and then they i think it's i think it's like that water kind of paint setup yeah. where there's like the like paint floating on top and like they swirl it around and then just like dip the tape oh, in yeah. it. Yeah. It's like immersion thing where like the spray the paints or the paints on the top of the water when they dip it in it like adheres exactly, to the Exactly, yeah. yeah. It uh, honestly some of them look incredible. Like those I'm, are cool cuz then they are all like they're all kind of different. Mhm. Yeah, each one of them like you can't get the same ones twice with that. Yeah. 
I, I probably think it'd be similar to like when they do colors on vinyl because they're all no. kind of different. The process is very different, actually. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, it is, like just the, the same, idea. And, yeah, the way that they're all like unique. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. But yeah, the process is obviously, I don't even know why I was trying to argue with that. We both. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Sorry. No, no worries. <laughs> how, how easy is it? Because you guys are up in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. How easy is it uh, for you guys to get stuff to the States? Is that a problem ever or no? Super easy. It's pretty simple. Like Canada and the U.S. have like a pretty good like economic relationship. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they, you know, they, they don't really give us too much trouble. Although we do like to ask that um, if you are okay with it to add a small text onto your like J card somewhere on the outer side mm-hmm. that says made in Canada or manufactured mm-hmm. in Canada or MFD or whatever, like some sort of abbreviation just to say that, yes, this product was made in Canada and that way you won't run into any issues with customs like at the border because one time I think it was around this time last year we had a package that was returned to us with like a bunch of extra fees from like the customs bureau and then we had to like add a sticker to all of the tapes to make sure that they said this so that we could actually ship them back it was like it was kind of it's like a huge pain in the ass and Obviously, we want when we ship something out, we want it to like get to the clients. We don't mm-hmm. want it to like go through all this because, you know, the more it's in transit, the more there's risk of it like getting broken. Because yeah, I don't want to shit on UPS, but like they really don't care about their packages sometimes. <laughs> like I've just seen so much extensive damage, like you know, from like you can tell like sometimes people just like whip the boxes like onto the patios or something, and then like the actual like understandably it's really easy to break a case like they're you know like a light plastic and they're you know not like a i don't know they're like square so like if you hit something on a corner it's gonna like break but the actual tape has sometimes been broken wow which is yeah like (laughs) you like you really need to like chuck a tape hard to get that kind of damage on it and like i don't think i, I could chuck a tape that hard for the tape to actually be broken that's, that's me neither yeah no it's bonkers so <laughs> yeah i know with all, have you ever seen uh the youtube uh the, the, the people have those ring put things on their door now with the, with the cameras and so they'll record yeah. people walking up to their door uh automatically and mm-hmm. it's hilarious like people have chopped up like all these things on YouTube or whatever of, of like just UPS or FedEx down here in, in LA FedEx is really bad. So like you just see people chucking packages by the door. You know? It's kind of Thanks, like in guys. Ace Ventura when like, uh, <laughs> when oh. Jim Carrey like pretends to be a UPS guy and like has this like box. It's just like, all you hear is broken glass. glass. He's like kicking it across the hallway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how, that's what I feel like they do sometimes. I'm like, how, how did this even happen? Like we, we try and package our stuff so neat and like tight so that this doesn't happen. So it's kind of wild to think that somehow there's like a puncture wound in the box and that like all these things are broken. So yeah, for that reason, sometimes we say if you want to make sure nothing is broken, you can double box your package. Mm, Cool. And that will help, help things. That's cool. Yeah. Well, the ease of things I was, it doesn't add like, this, how long is shipping time usually? Because I've ordered a couple things from Canada before and it just it took a while extra to get here. 
Well, so like, to Cal California, um, it's usually about seven business days, so like about a week and a half. Oh, that's not bad. Um, it really, it really depends. Like we mostly use UPS, um, but yeah, when we do, it's like two or three days to New York, and then about seven business days to California, and then kind of anywhere in between. Nice. That's actually really good, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty good, and we do have like some pretty affordable, like quicker options too. Like, we have expedited shipping, which is two days, and express shipping, which is like one day. Um, yeah, it's like not that hard as long as you know your your tapes, like, will say made in Canada or something, and like everything is smooth at the border, then it should be fine. I I know that with with coronavirus happening now, like it's yeah. a little bit. A little bit slower with for obvious reasons that are beyond like anyone's control but yeah. um, it's still not that bad like people still get their stuff like within a decent amount of t like not too long yeah the States, so. i feel like that's kind of started to get better in the last three weeks i think at the beginning mm -hmm. yeah i think i ordered something off of amazon and it took a month to get here <laughs> but i think now yeah. like, everything's pretty good that yeah i actually have like a i think i think like from the US to Canada is like even worse. Like I ordered something like just when like the like the world went on lockdown. Oh. And it still hasn't arrived. <laughs> Which is making me crazy because I want it, but it's not even it's like a long sleeve shirt, so like I wouldn't even need it right now. Like I'm It's getting the summer now. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need it and whatever. I'll you know, I'll wear it when it comes. Uh, we had ordered uh, at the beginning of the whole craziness out here. Obviously, TP was awful to get. And so, like, at the beginning, my wife's like, well, why don't we just order a bidet? And I was like, sweet. But, like, we ordered that, and it took till like, a couple weeks ago for it to get here. <laughs> oh, so I was like, well. So that's my toilet paper in the meantime. Exactly. But it's just funny. That's cool, though. I need, at least you have a bidet now. That is yeah. like <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of a gross thing to talk about. But. No, are, like, I've actually never used one. I, I'm still, I'm like very curious on how it feels. Uh, it's definitely see, very surprising the first time. Yeah, well, it seems like what cold water, like jetting to your butt. <laughs> they have some that warm them up or use like the warm water inlets, but we definitely don't have that one. Yeah, that also <laughs> seems weird, like to have this like weird electricity thing, like. Oh, it's not electricity. It's literally like a knob. But like, where does the power come from to heat up the water? Oh, so it's, oh okay, yeah. If you have the, well, what it, one of them does. Sorry to talk about bidets and the <laughs> okay. like the, the hot water inlets because you have two. I don't know if you got in in your place in our apartment. You have like a hot water and then a cold water, and so right. it just takes you know the mixture or whatever that oh. is. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> I was like really worried that there was like this little like machine like near your butt that was like boiling your water. <laughs> you you. Oh, it, really freaked, it really freaked me out. <laughs> I'll, st <laughs> I'll stick with my like uh, standard method. The cool. <laughs> standard method. <It's> <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. To round it out with cassettes for the last question here. Um, what like uh, what are some of your favorite releases like pers either personally what you listen to or what you you guys have done at the duplication or maybe maybe they overlap um well we have like a we have a shop downtown uh downtown toronto um called mm -hmm. the dupe shop and when we were first trying to like like amass a bunch of really awesome tapes to sell there uh i came across this 
uh, Lord of the Rings 13 cassette, like golden audio book. Oh, nice. And that's my favorite possession that I have on cassette. I also have like some, I don't know, I'm like a little bit of a kind of like a Tolkien nerd. So I also have a few different versions of some uh, The Hobbit audio books too on cassette. Trying to think of stuff we've made. Did you hear that the guy that played the Hobbit passed today? I can't remember his name. Uh, he he was Bilbo in the original trilogy. No way. Yeah, he passed today. Oh. Sorry, I don't mean to make things worse for today. But that's so sad. I didn't yeah. know that. I keep trying to get my kids to to at least uh, watch the movies. For some odd reason, they won't even read the books. Uh, my oldest started watching them and she loved it. But like my mm-hmm. like my middle, I'm like, come on, you, this is just so good. Even the movies are great. And yeah. she just didn't want to. She's like, I don't know if she's a little scared of the orcs or whatever. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the orcs can be scary, I guess, like a small child. I think they look sick, but... She's like 11. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I was watching Terminator 2 at 11, so... <laughs> True, I mean, I think same for me. I must have been even younger. I don't know what our age difference is, but yeah, I was like, I remember being a child and being like, oh my God. Was it like T one thousand, like the the mm-hmm. the liquid metal dude? Oh, yeah, I, I was definitely. Scary. I think it was ninety two when it came out, and I think I was probably eleven or twelve. I'm thirty eight now, and okay, so yeah, like I was seven. Yeah, like I just remember being a kid and seeing like the the knife go through the milk carton and the dude's oh. head at the same time. You're like, what? <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. that's nothing. You know, Netflix are like slicing people up or whatever. <laughs> it's like salami or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, well, what thanks. about you? What about your favorite tape? Oh man, like what's your favorite release on cassette? You know, I love. I haven't bought stuff in a long, long time. Um, so, like, I think it'd be cool. Like, I loved like buying CDs when people were getting interesting in with them uh, mm. a while ago, and people were still listening. I think I feel like to them too. But for cassettes, the last okay, the last few that I bought was probably I know that I wore out "War" by U two. Like, so I'm not a huge fan of all of U2's work, but that mm-hmm. War album, I don't know why. I love that to death. And then obviously, like, I grew up and I'm a punk rock kid and I love Dookie. So, like, that oh Dookie my album. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> so weird I have that I got on the tape, CD. Too. I got the CD, like, a few years ago just to listen to in the, ca- in the car. And that I feel like it doesn't sound as good as I did on the cassette. Like, I don't know if no. it was a compression of the, the tape or whatever else that made it be able to turn it up even louder or whatever mm-hmm. it was. But, like, I remember just jamming that cassette in and just rocking it out. And oh, yeah. the CD wasn't as good to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I mean, digital kind of loses, like, a little bit of its soul, I find. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Green Day Dookie, damn. I, like, I can recite, like, all the lyrics for, like, every single one of those songs. Like, yeah. that is, like, an all-time classic. I definitely That's was a big look at, lookout records guy when I was younger. So like oh, I yeah. had a lot of you know, the, or the early seven cassettes there too, like Mr. T experience and other things like that. So sweet. Yeah. Very cool. That's very cool. But I, you know, I'm, I'm looking, maybe looking forward <laughs> to getting into them. I would act, definitely have to get a new cassette player because I don't have one anymore. <laughs> well, maybe there are some companies that make more. I feel like there's maybe like one or two like companies, like maybe like Sony or something that maybe you're making mm-hmm. some new decks. I know a few years ago when the Guardians of the Galaxy thing like came out and like it was it was cool to have like the was it the Sony Walkman again, uh, like they oh, yeah. they even made special cassettes for that movie, so 
I think that maybe and the cassette players even for that movie. So I'm but, wondering if maybe they have some of those out still, or if they are going to, for this third installment of that, if they'll continue with that. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know about that. I wonder where they got their tapes made. It probably wasn't. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. It's okay. <laughs> cool though. That's that's great. Yeah, I think I need to get a new deck. I'm like a little bit displaced right now. Like supposed to. I I was living in Berlin until I flew to Canada to visit my family in February, and mm. now I'm still here because I can't get. <laughs> Like, I think I'm gonna stay. No. So I think so. I think I need to get a deck for my house now. Like mm. while I'm here, that's a good idea. Yeah, we got a, like we got a new uh, vinyl player not too long ago, but mm. yeah, definitely need. It didn't didn't have the cassette with the preamp or whatever, but mm. definitely something I want to look into getting now, especially if especially in the future, because I think with with the with the uh, label or whatnot, I think limited runs of of a bunch of different stuff is great to sell. Like just to to get stuff out there, even if it's just, even if you're not even making that much money on it, it's something to give your fans that they can hold on to. Mm-hmm, there's a lot of things sure. that I cherish from growing up from the bands that I saw live. And it's something you can definitely do that. I feel like streaming, you're not, you can make a, m- a bunch of money on streaming, but you can definitely make more in the interim, like right off the bat yeah. with selling some stuff. I feel that. Cassettes are definitely a cheap way to do it. Like, I definitely want to mm-hmm. do vinyl, too, but I, the cassette thing is fun. So. It is. I like it. I'm a little bit biased, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, thanks so much for coming on and for making time in your busy day for it. I know that you're working and <laughs> it's thanks been for coming. It's a pleasure. It's, it's been great. I'm very happy to be on here, and I hope uh, I don't sound like too much of a big dummy talking. <laughs> You can't say any more of a dummy than me. I'll tell you that. Like some of these podcasts I've done, I've done them without people. So I'm talking to myself. And so it's just like, I feel so, so weird. But oh yeah. But thank you for not letting me talk to myself. Cool. (laughs) You know, anytime, anytime. All right. Well, uh, if you you guys are interested in tapes, go to duplication.ca. And uh, there's a ton of amazing stuff there. There's a little thing you can plug in and see what kind of stuff that you want on it. It's great. So thanks so much. And, uh, Hopefully talk to you soon. Yes, for sure. Thank you.